This is the Spapreneur Podcast, episode 146. Today's episode is brought to you by Demented Ramona. <laughs> to be fair, she has very tiny humans and they're around a lot. You can't listen to uh, our show. Hello. So I've not been listening to things because even if I listen, I probably won't remember. <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. Serious spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the week. And the lesson in this was I didn't follow my own advice. This is the Spapreneur Podcast with Ramona Rice and Lynn Graves. She is the main owner of the company. I am the COO. I get to be emotional. Right. I don't. Spapreneurs, happy, happy day to you. I am having an okay day, but I am blessed because there is a bit of sunshine outside and there's a bit of sunshine on this podcast today. And I'm so excited. If you don't know who this lady is, um, you're in for a treat. She is an absolute delight. We got connected in the strangest way, the way things works by, all right, I have to tell the story very, try to sell it quickly. I met a woman who's a vet in Florida at a conference and we fell in love with each other. Basically. Um, I love her very much. Then she met Mindy at the same virtual conference we took together. And then she connected Mindy and I together. It is Mindy Totten. Um, she is an amazing business coach when it comes to body work. And you're probably going, um, hello, Ramona. That's like your competition. Nope. Cause there's enough space for everybody. And again, she just has the ability to really take your practice and elevate it to the next level. And I couldn't keep her to myself. So Mindy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ramona. Thanks so much for being here. I had forgotten that you met Julie before and that yes. it was, I, I had forgotten all about that. But you know, that is when you know something is meant to be. Like It's like the universe saying, talk to this person because I am pulling all of these strings so that you meet each other. So I am delighted to be here. It's interesting. I'm listening to a book right now called um, So You Want to Take Control of Your Life by Mel Robbins. It's an exclusive and audible. Love Mel Robbins. And mm -hmm. the book is fantastic. And one of the things she talked about, it, it's interesting. She's she divided up each chapter into like case studies. So she has a client on. She's actually coaching them in the book. So it's really cool. And one of the guys was really upset because he wanted to open a wine bar, but he just felt overwhelmed. And she's like, well, just put the next Lego in. And mm. I feel like those kind of connections, like you just said, I met Julie in 2018 um, at a podcast conference of all places. And then in 2020, you and her, she and you or you and her were in the, I never know which one's grammatically correct. Um, we're in the same kind of breakout group for the story brand workshop, which I was right. in, but I was in a totally different because there were so many of us. So they, they break you into little groups. So it just the way it's kismet really. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go through your background really fast. And here's the other fun thing is that we're kind of from the same area. I've forgotten that. Where are you from? Tell me again. Yeah, remember, I live in Hampton Roads and you oh, are yeah. in coastal North Carolina. Yeah. Right. So, right. you know, I went, I went to massage school up in the Virginia Beach area. So yeah. did you yeah. go to Fuller or Casey Riley? Fuller. See, and I went to Fuller and my mom yeah. went to Fuller. So we, we understand the Fuller elbow. Um, anybody who's gone to Fuller Muscle Spots every knows about the Fuller elbow. You learn right away to use your elbow as much as possible. <laughs> to the Fuller elbow. Thumbs. I love the it. Fuller elbow. I can always tell a Fuller graduate, like when they start bringing out the elbow, I'm like, oh, they went to Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, so so all these kind of connections. And so that's why, you know, we, we got to chatting and it's just, she has a fascinating story and she has a fascinating outlook. But what I really loved about her was that she figured out a way to, so where she, where she had her main practice was um, an area that is very touristy and that she was able to build a solid book of clients, which I love in a touristy area, which means she was going after the locals and she figured out how to use things like cranial sacral, which is, I'm sorry, hard as F to sell because I have the most amazing cranial sacral therapist on my staff right now, Mindy. And it's hard to sell her because it's hard to explain to clients what that kind of massage is. They can't pronounce yeah. it. They're not going to Google it, certainly. Yeah, and I love that yeah. you really specialize kind of in this for massage therapists because we talked about this going massage therapists will take class after class after class, modality after modality, trying to save their business and it never works. Right. Right. Yeah. So my story is I, well, I'm, my background is in teaching. So I was an English and humanities high school and middle school teacher for years. And I was teaching actually overseas. I was in Berlin two years and then Istanbul for three and then Singapore for three. And while I was teaching in Singapore, I got really, really sick. And one of the things that helped me to heal was craniosacral therapy. So as life does, it sort of put me in this position in this situation where, okay, I'm coming back to the United States. I'm not going to be a teacher anymore. Well, what am I going to do? And I knew in my heart of hearts that this craniosacral therapy was for me. I know how much it had helped me. And I really wanted to be of service to other people using this modality, like you said, that nobody can pronounce, let alone spell to Google it, right? But I had all of these excuses and all of these reasons. I, I didn't think of them at the time as excuses, you know, things like I'm too old to go back to massage school. I don't have any background in anatomy or the way the body works. You know, I'm a humanities teacher, you know, I'm, I, at the time I was living in Kitty Hawk on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. There's no schools anywhere nearby. You know, so I had all these reasons. And finally, I was just sitting on the beach, which is my happy place one day and staring into the ocean. And it was like, you know what, Mindy, just do it. Just do it. Just, you know, that this is what your heart is calling you to do. Just do it. So I jumped in to massage therapy school at Fuller with my intention being to do craniosacral therapy. So that was always my first love. But what we learn in massage school is often that you need to do everything. You need to be everything to everyone as much as you can possibly be, or you're not going to be able to make it in your practice. So I graduated from school. I had, you know, my, my little business card, which was crammed with Thai massage, aromatherapy, hot stone, all of it. And right after I graduated, we moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, where I knew no one other than our realtor. And I said, I know what's a great idea. Let me start my own business. <clears throat> so I took a couple of years. I was trying to be everything to everyone. I was not doing a particularly good job of it because here's the thing, you know, if you have time massage on your business card, you better be able to give a really good time massage. And I couldn't because I didn't focus on that. You know, I remember this one time, Ramona, this is so embarrassing to admit, but maybe some of you who are listening might be able to relate. Somebody called up and they want an appointment for time massage. And I said, great. I had to go back to my notes from school and flip through them really quickly to remember the order of the time. You know, and I was like, what am I doing? This is crazy. What I really, really want to do, what I'm passionate about is craniosacral therapy. So just do it. 
So I sort of went against all of the conventional wisdom, which is be everything to everyone. And I said, I'm going to do this one thing. This was my plan. I didn't always feel particularly confident about it, but my plan was do this one thing, do it really, really well, and become the go-to person in the area for craniosacral therapy in the Wilmington area. And that's what I ended up doing. I love everything about this. And I'm just going to unpack some things. I have said many times, I'm sure you said this many times to clients too, where we cannot be Walmart. Hell, even Walmart doesn't <laughs> sell to everybody. Like if you're environmentally conscious, you're typically not shopping at Walmart. If you are someone who believes in fair labor practices, you're definitely not shopping at Walmart. If you're someone who is a real snob, and you have other alternatives, you're not going to shop at Walmart. Yet Walmart has, sells literally everything, everything a person needs to outfit a household in America um, and their body and food wise, you can find at Walmart. But it doesn't mean everybody shops there. And even Walmart knows that. And so I love this. And I, I remember so many times there are so many massage therapists and estheticians. You guys do this, too, where, again, like you said, you cram everything onto a, a business card. You're like, I can do all these modalities. And it's so true. You know, it, it, you can't, I mean, I'm sure there are many massage therapists who have had to pull out the binder going, oh yeah, what was that weird <laughs> class I took four years ago and how do I do this? Yeah. And we're not saying that you shouldn't do that. Um, you know, I want to be really clear because I know somebody listening right now is going to go, of course you should look at your notes. It's important. Yes. My mother looks at her neuromuscular textbooks all the time when she's working on a client and I see my therapist do it too. That's great. But if you have to remember like the basic steps, you probably shouldn't have that on your menu. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is that for me anyway, and it may be like this for others who are listening, for me, I wasn't passionate about Thai massage. You know, I, I think it's a fabulous modality. It just wasn't my passion. It wasn't what I really wanted to do. So I was spending all of my time taking advanced craniosacral classes and learning more about the central nervous system. And, and then, so I'm doing a disservice to not only the modality, in this case, in this example of time massage, but I'm doing a disservice to the person who's coming in to get it because that's not what I'm really, really good at. So you've gone through your career. Let's say we got into this point where you're like, okay, I've accepted the fact I'm going to clear up my menu. So that's the first step, spotpreneurs. I talk about this a lot. You should not have a cheesecake factory menu. Mindy, have you ever been to a cheesecake factory in the book? It's like a size of a binder. Like it's, it's heavy. Like they need it's like on, um, do you ever watch Schitt's Creek where they, um, like they yes. open up yes, that, that giant massive, menu? Yes. It looks like a, <laughs> like a road, like, okay. Millennials, there are these things called roadmaps. Okay. Before we had GPSs and ways telling you where to go, we used to have to pull up maps to, to know where to go, but yeah, exactly. You don't want one of those. I would rather see, um, two to three really good choices for mm -hmm. massage therapy. And honestly, really, I would rather you just have times and say 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, or two hours, however long you need to do, because you as the expert should know as long as your efforts are meeting the client's goals, it really doesn't matter which techniques you, you use. Right. Right. And, and the client doesn't care. Yeah. It's like, um, I've heard the example before of like a contractor the contractor's coming in to, I don't know, fix your windows. I don't ask the contractor what hammer he's going to use or what level he's, you know, just, I want the windows fixed. I want them, you know, <laughs> airtight, whatever. And I want the result rather than knowing what all of the different modalities are, all the different tools are that we're going to use. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about, okay, I, I was trying to get really 
practical. I was thinking, okay, well, Mindy, how did I, how did I actually make that pivot from trying to be everything to everyone to just doing the one thing? And like you said, taking the stuff off of the menu of services or the business card, but I also let my current people know, I said, okay, starting this date, I'm no longer going to be accepting new massage clients. You can stay as long as you want. It will be my honor to continue to work with you as long as you want to do massage with me. But I'm only going to take new people for this thing that I do called craniosacral therapy. And some of my clients were like, well, what is that? (laughs) So I said, hey, why don't you come in? The next time you come in, we'll add an extra 30 minutes and I'll just give you a sample of this craniosacral therapy. And you can see if you like it or not. Ramona had so many people who were like, forget the massage. I want to keep doing this. So that helped a lot. But I also had people, frankly, who were like, no, I'm good. Let's just keep doing the massage. This, yeah. this isn't for me. And I think you really have to be open to that. You know, it's, we t- tend to get a little evangelical when we really have our eyes on one modality and everything can help, you know, everything can help different people in different ways. So I think it was, it was very important for me to honor my clients, my current clients and what their individual needs were. And as I said, a lot of them went to the craniosacral therapy, but some of them wanted to stay with a massage and well, we'll get to this in a little bit, but as my prices went up and kept going up and up and up, I finally got to the point where I said to my massage folks, you know, you can continue to see me, but Sally down the road gives an excellent massage for about half this price. So, you know, And that was really helpful too, because then they could get what they needed. Sally got more people and I had more openings for the craniosacral therapy. Yeah, uh, for real. I mean, you know, even in our large practice, you know, we have 28 practitioners right now, uh, most majority of them massage therapists, and we have some that specialize in certain things. Like I have one certified prenatal specialist. So when we get a client who's pregnant, and as much as she begs and begs and begs to stay with her massage therapist while and everybody goes through prenatal training here in Virginia, it's it's a requirement for just a little bit, but none of them are qualified the way Michelle McGuckin is like she massaged me during both my pregnancies. And it was like, this is the most incredible experience, because that's what she loves to do. Mm-hmm. And so it made such a difference. So whenever we get the clients, and it doesn't mean she st- they stay Michelle clients. They go back to the regular massage therapist once the baby is out of the body. So I, I love this idea because, you know, if they're your ideal clients and the modality you love to do matches up, then it's the best appointment. Uh, you know, I never... Uh, when you wake up and you see the book of clients ahead of you and you're like, I'm so excited to see this one, this one, this one, this yeah, one, you yeah. know, your business is working. Right. But if you're getting up going, I love this one, this one, ugh, I've got this one. <laughs> you have to ask yourself if it's the client or the kind of stuff the client wants you to do. Right. And if it doesn't yeah. fit, you got to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And, and then there has to be as well. I know you talk about this a lot on Spotpreneur, but there has to be education too. So we, you know, when the people say, when I said, I'm doing this new thing, it's craniosacral therapy. That's all I'm going to be taking. It's my responsibility to share what that is in language and in terminology that the person can understand. So while I might be really jazzed about the meningeal layers of (laughs) central nervous system, people's eyes will just glaze over. So to focus, if you're, if you're listening and you really want to focus on a particular modality that perhaps is unpronounceable and that not many people know about being able to share that in a way that really focuses on the results. So for example, in craniosacral therapy, I was, you know, well, what is that? Well, it's a really light touch way of working that can 
do wonders for your body. It can really help with migraine headaches. It can help with back pain. So really focusing on the things that I wanted to work with, you know, I specialized in chronic pain. So saying it in a way that your client can understand and either say, oh, that's me, or they say, oh, I know exactly who can use this. I'm going to tell Bobby or my mom or whomever, you know, and that is so much more effective than trying to explain it, you know, by the way that therapists would talk to one another, you know, getting all jazzed up about occipital cranial base release or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 How do you, and I love this because I wrote down while you were talking about that, I'm like, you basically, you're focusing on the results and the benefits of the modality. And that's what you're selling. You're not selling the modality per se. You're, you're selling the results of what they're going to get out of this, that they're going to be in less pain. Um, I know like when I've seen our craniosacral spe specialists here, you know, my anxiety goes down. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Right. The nervous system is being calmed down. Um, I also, a benefit with cranial cycle that I love is that oftentimes she can do it without me having to take off my clothes. Mm -hmm. And for some clients, that is a, that's a game changer because they're either modest or shy or they don't want to remove clothing or for whatever reason. So there's a lot of different benefits that you should be selling on websites, on ad copy, on descriptions. But instead of talking about, like you said, the, like if you say it's a massage for the nervous system, no one's going to understand that outside <laughs> of massage it. therapy. That's just dumb. But if you yeah. say you can be completely relaxed without taking off a stitch of clothing, that's interesting. Right, right. And that's unexpected. Right. And the people, again, using craniosacral therapy as an example, but it could apply to, you know, Feldenkrais or Alexander technique or anything that people are like, well, what is that yeah. exactly? When people hear craniosacral therapy, they think head. Oh, I, I don't need a head rub. I mean, that's what I said the first time somebody suggested it for me. I don't need a head rub. All my pain is, you know, in the pelvic diaphragm or whatever. So I didn't, certainly didn't understand how everything was connected in the body. And I thought the person who was recommending it to me was crazy, but I respected her enough. And I was frankly out of options that I was like, okay, I'll give this a try. But uh, focusing on results. And then also, I think this is something that people forget sometimes therapists really think about who do you want to serve? So for me, yes. I, you know, for me, it's really, I really get just so passionate about working with people who are in chronic pain. And often, you know, there's some kind of um, brain issue or something going on. And so to be able to say, okay, if you know anyone who has whatever it is, migraine headaches, if you are experiencing back pain, if you've had multiple back surgeries, whatever, so that people can really hook on to those things and say, oh, I know what that is. I can relate to that. Or I know some of my mom needs that. And it's just so much more effective than saying, oh, craniosacral therapy is the therapy that was devised by Dr. John Upledger. You know, that just goes nowhere. I agree. And I just, I think I'm going to say sometimes massage therapists particularly can be snotty and snobs. <laughs> and I think something, sometimes it's an inferiority complex because, you know, you see it in massage forums on Facebook and other places, they get upset because people offer them tips or they don't treat them as well as doctors and they don't do this and they do that. And I'm like, stop whining about it and serve your clients. I love that you said that, you know, who do you want to serve? Mm -hmm. and, and, and if you keep that serve mindset in there, and I want to talk about that for a minute, because you even mentioned you had some regulars that they tried the cranial cycle and they're like, it's not my thing. I want to stick with you. How did you deal with the guilt of finally, they want to stay with you. 
and but you're trying to get them to the person down the road or the mm-hmm. person in the practice because they just don't they're you you cannot serve them the way someone else can serve them. How do you get, because you know, those clients, you know, my mother's had to deal with this and several therapists are like, but I love you. And I want to see you <laughs> and I want to deal with you and you know, you, and you're just like, no, how do you finally set that boundary in a way that feels authentic without being necessarily mean because we know what the client needs. Yeah. There's a couple of things that come to mind. One is in, in my practice, there was one person and she's let me use her name for years, Barbara Van Dyne, who she started to come to see me when she was 79 years old for a massage. And she came every other Tuesday at 930 for 15 years. And she only wanted to see me. And that was just fine. So we did massage and I never raised my rates for her because I loved working with her so much. And that's being of service again. So, but the thing is, I made that conscious choice. I didn't just say, oh, well, she's not going anywhere. So I guess I got to keep, I made the conscious choice that she was going to be, I I say that the therapist should have, if they want to keep people at a certain rate to choose three, up to three, but not this like staggered, these people pay this much, these people pay this much, this crazy. So Barbara was my one person who stayed at the same rate (laughs) for 15 years and it felt great, Ramona. It didn't feel like, oh, geez, I have to, you know, so, so that's one piece of it. So, you know, you don't have to get rid of everybody if you don't want to. What you need to ask yourself is, am I keeping this person out of fear that I'm not going to be able to replace the person or I'm not going to be able to replace the income? Or am I keeping this person out of service? Does it feel good? Does it feel genuine? Does it feel an integrity for me? Okay. I, I love that. I just, I know you've got many more points. I just want to pause. I, I got goosebumps when you said that. And that's one of those quotables, like spoppers. If you're not in the car listening, list, I want to say it again. Are you keeping them out of fear or are you keeping them because you genuinely want to serve them? Because when you were even talking about your client, you got delighted. Like your face started glowing yeah, thinking yeah. about her. And obviously, like I said earlier in the show, when you look at your book of clients and you see someone on there and they just bring you so much joy that you would massage them for free. Because it sounds right. like she's at, she got to be that point. Yeah. Yeah. She ended up. Um, wow. <laughs> she has since died. She died about right. six months ago. And so it was very, um, you know, those people who you were meant to you know, your journeys and your paths were meant to cross. So if you have somebody like that, fantastic. Don't feel like you need to, you know, get rid of them. So then the second thing that I would say is once you start to really specialize in an area, you're, and and you're able to do it very well, and you're able to get results for people, your rates should be climbing, your rates should be going up. And my rates got to a point where, you know, they were three times what they were when I started with people with massage. So I would, you know, each time I raised them every year, every two years, more of the massage people would fall off. And that was by design. That was okay. You know, and people would say, you know, Mindy, I love you, but, and I'd say, I think this massage therapist in town would be perfect for you. You know, we can still be friends, but off you go, you know, on your way. The people who were like, (laughs) I don't want to go anywhere. I don't really think I had any once I got to the really high rate in in my practice, but there were one or two that took longer than I had hoped. And sometimes you just have to sit down and have the difficult conversation. And 
you know, what I say to myself, Ramona is Mindy, put on your big girl pants and pull them on up, you know, let's just sit down. And so I have had conversations where I have said, you know, you can keep coming in for massage if you would like to. You're paying about twice what anyone else in town charges for a massage. I think that Sally can probably give you a better massage because she specializes in XYZ. That would be helpful for you. Um, I really think you'd be better served by going to see her. And I've had that conversation once or twice. And both times that I'm thinking of right now, the person has been relieved. You know, it's almost this like, I don't want to let you down, Mindy, because we've been together for so many years. But they were actually relieved that I was encouraging them to find what was better for them. Now, the key on this is that you have to come again from your heart, a place of integrity. You can't just be like, oh, Sally gives a good massage and you don't have any idea what kind of massage Sally gives. Like you really want to take care of your clients, be of service to them and know who in town would resonate with them, who would give them a good massage, who would give them good results. And then, you know, bless and release. It's time to let go sometimes. I, I just, I, I, I love everything about this. And what I love about this too, is that you are talking about within a place of confidence and joy rather than fear. And mm -hmm. I think that's what it comes down to, because you, you've mentioned that several times is that oftentimes, you know, we try to capture it. It's, it's so funny. I'm kind of dealing with this right now within Spapreneur as itself, because I'm really trying to narrow my focus and, um, really serve the people I'm meant to serve. And that's why I'm exposing these entrepreneurs to more business coaches, because I may not be the business coach for you. I'm really designed for those people who want employees, who want 1099s, who want to build a team around them. But if you're not that, I may not be the right person for you. Mindy may be a much better choice for you because she that's the way she built her business. Did you ever have a team around you, Mindy? No. 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 And were you perfectly happy and satisfied in your career? Yes. And okay. um, I yes. even I even tried to hire somebody once and and I it, it wasn't a good fit for me. You know, I used to be, as I said, a teacher and it turns out I'm a little bossy. So um, <laughs> it wasn't a good fit for me. But, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Like, mm -hmm. thank goodness there are, in this case, different business coaches who are focusing on different things because, just like we were talking about the, the massage menu, you don't want it to be all things to all people. It's the same when you're getting support around your business, whatever that is. If it's, like you said, somebody who runs a, a business with five or 10 or 25 employees, or if it's someone who's like, oh, you know what? I'm a little bit nervous, but I really want to step out on my own and do this by myself. That's a completely different skill set, a completely different... Oops, I just messed up my microphone. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I was talking I with my you, hands. <laughs> you don't, you, uh, if, if anybody heard, actually, Ceci was here. She walked into the office. Her phone rang, like I, as Mindy was saying something beautifully and profound. <laughs> and, and Mindy's probably looking at me going, why is Ramona rolling her eyes and giving glaring looks? Because the crazy redhead was here. And I was like, do you want to be in the podcast? She goes, no, I can't be. Now we're like halfway through it. And she could have been on the freaking podcast and <laughs> occupied just the whole thing. You know, I, I, yeah, I love my mother. I love her very much but I'm like go to the lake oh, house already oh <laughs> but, but that's that's the thing if you can't handle that kind of situation you don't need to have employees or 1099s with you right you need to right. know what kind of cat you are are you an right. outside 
by yourself, cat, or you don't mind being with a pride of, you know, all these people and, and <laughs> yeah. honor that about yourself. It's the same thing about modalities, you know, like uh, when I was a massage therapist, I discovered aromatherapy massage and I loved it. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved blending the oils and I loved Dillian and it made sense because I was also working with a major fragrance brand at the time and other things. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was working with all that. So it made sense that the, the sense would raving. And, you know, I tried to take a neuromuscular class and I hated it because it's all that detail work. And I didn't like doing detail work. I still don't like doing detail work. You need to know that about yourself. You need Mm -hmm. to understand that about yourself because like, you know, I, with my energetic personality would be a terrible cranial sacral therapist. Terrible. Let's just be honest and clear. But that doesn't mean that I don't as a client benefit from it. Right. So honor your choices. So if you've got a bunch of people around you that are taking neuromuscular and the thought of it following trigger points down, whatever the hell they follow triggers point on, sounds awful. Take something else. Take the warm bamboo class. Take the Lomi Lomi class. Take the Ashiatsu. Take cranial. Take it because you need to walk down your path because your clients are out there. You just got to figure out a way to do it. Right. And I would add to that too, Ramona, exactly what we were talking about earlier. When you're thinking of what class to take, my advice would be, again, not to come from a place of fear. Oh, I need to take Lomi Lomi, because that's the only way I'm going to make money. Rather come from a place of, you know what, I'm really drawn to this work. And I don't know if I'm going to make any money at it or not, but I'm really drawn to it. So let me get really good at it. And let me get some support around my business to help me get really good at that too. Curiosity, I think, is a real key. And it, it's interesting because you're a teacher. I'm married to a teacher. You were a teacher. Um, my um, husband is a teacher. And one thing I've noticed with teachers particularly is that y'all are curious creatures. You know, and typically people who like to teach are very curious about things. They love education, love that. Um, do you think it's okay? Let me let me ask you a couple just quick questions. Sure. I, there are some massage therapists and estheticians which are called dabblers, where they take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and they never figure it out. Is that okay? Sure. I mean, like, what's not okay. If you can make a living at it and you can, you know, do that, that's great. What I would ask again is, are all those things that you're dabbling in, are they really calling to you? Because they might be like, you might just be really interested in a lot of things. Like I would be a lifetime class taker. I love all sorts of different things. It's the question of, should you go broad or should you go deep? And my experience has been with you know, the, the people I coach have their own businesses. I like to say in modalities that nobody can pronounce, they have their own specializations and they do better across the board when they go deep rather than going broad. So they become the go-to person in their area for whatever it is that they're practicing. And here's another thing for you to think about if you're listening, that specializing or niching doesn't necessarily have to be via modality. So you can niche down according to your population. So in that case, you might take dabble in a whole bunch of different classes and areas, but you really just want to work with veterans or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. You can niche down for modality. You can niche down for population. You can niche down for conditions too. I only want to work with multiple sclerosis patients or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And in that case, you might need to dabble in a whole bunch of things. The area that you're going deep then is the condition or is the population. So your suggestion is for successful spapreneur career, find one area to go deep in 
whether that is the type of modality or the service you're providing or the type of client you want to serve, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because if we look at my career path as the CEO of my business, my actual service is to make great massage therapists and estheticians. I do that both at Spapreneur and here at DeStress. That's my go. And I can't do that if I'm still in the treatment room. Right. Those are two very different things. And and that's something a lot of you are dealing with right now is you're trying to grow a business and you want to grow it the way Lynn and I have. Lynn and I did it by getting out of the treatment room. And uh, Mindy, do you still see clients regularly? Or are you out of the treatment room? I, until COVID, I saw them regularly and I haven't gone back yet. So yeah. I'm um, deciding how that is going to to play out. Yeah. And I think COVID has done that for a lot of particularly massage therapists, estheticians, making that tough choice because they've kind of discovered other things, business coaching, or they've discovered making, I know several of my spapreneurs are making candles and other things and they're enjoying that because it's new and it's different. And I think going into 2021 and 2022, we're going to see a lot of spa professionals in general. They're going to make some paths in the road that are going to be very different than what they thought they were going to. Mm-hmm. I think that's true universally. I think that this has been a great awakening for, not to sound too lofty, but f- for the world. You know, we were going along with the unexamined path before, and we were all forced to, <laughs> to face a reckoning and say, "Okay, I have limited number of hours on this earth. Is what I was doing before the way that I want to go, or do I want to change it up? Do I want to do something different?" And I, I think that's good. Mindy, how do you serve your clients right now in your business coaching? What is your approach and who are you looking for? So most of the people I work with, and my program is called the Body Work Project, and it is a group coaching experience. So folks have one-on-one calls with me. We have group calls together, and it's really the support of the group that gets people where they want to go in their business. So most of the people who resonate with me and my work are individual practitioners who have either tried to figure it out on their own and not been able to do it, so they're barely keeping their doors open, or who are making a pivot, just like we were talking about, they no longer want to do just neuromuscular therapy, they want to do aromatherapy or whatever, is they're making a pivot and they don't know how to, to make that change. Or I also work with some people who are really, really smart, in my opinion, who are just starting out on their own and they want to get it right. Oh, those those are really good clients, aren't they? they, It's like... I love hiring brand new massage therapists. And again, because we take a very teachable mentorship type of um, way we run things here at De-Stress. Like It's funny, I was just talking to um, one of my massage therapists. We've known her since she was 19. She's 34 now. Wow. And she just got engaged. Like we've, we've seen her whole career cycle. And, she, and she's so talented, but we've seen her blossom and grow. And it's just amazing to watch her. Um, so yeah, I love those because they have no bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And also I think it it shows a certain maturity to be able to say, I need support around this. You know, nobody steps up and says, I know how to, you know, do craniosacral therapy without taking classes, without getting support, without being mentored. But for some reason we have this wacky idea that, oh, I should be able to do the business side of it by myself. And so for somebody who has not like tried and not been able to do it, but someone who's starting off, you know, okay, I'm going to go out on my own and I want to do this and I want to do it right. You know, those people, those folks are great. So most of my people practiced advanced modalities, specialized modalities, and they have their own individual practices. 
Okay, excellent, excellent. And where should they go for more information? You can hop over to my website. It's mindytotten.com. And I was thinking about what your listeners would really benefit from. And so I have a quiz there. If you're listening and you're interested, mindytotten.com slash quiz, Q-U-I-Z. And you answer just a couple of questions and it will tell you where you are on this journey. So your next steps to building your business are going to be dependent on where you are on the journey of building your business. So a lot of people make that mistake. Oh, I need to go do this advanced website where you don't really need to do that yet. There are other foundational pieces that you need to get into place first. So you can hop over to mindytaunton.com slash quiz. And I also have a podcast if you would like to listen. Yeah. That Ramona has been on. It's called do it with intention as in Bodywork therapists do it with intention. Get it? Um, and you can listen in there at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places that we usually listen to your podcasts. Yeah. So it, wherever you're listening to this podcast, just go into your search bar, type in do it with intention or Mindy Totten, and she'll pop up. Do it right now. We'll pause for you to do this. <laughs> I'm pausing. I'm pausing. Okay. When you listen, give it a five-star review, leave a nice review that helps her do it. Okay. If you haven't done one for Spotpreneur, you should do it as well. That would be kind (laughs) of nice. Again, these are free. I'm just saying, y'all, you should do this. If you've enjoyed this conversation, you should totally let us know. Um, Our guest is Minnie Totten. I, again, adore this woman. I love her energy and her spirit. And I cannot wait till we can meet in real life and hug when it is safe. I did get my first vaccine yesterday. Oh, good for you. My my deltoid is so sore. Good for (laughs) you. I know, but I'm feeling it's like all puffy. But yeah, no, I'm very excited to, to help aid um, the world <laughs> getting eradicated <laughs> with this disease for sure. Um, again, this is episode 146 of the Spapreneur podcast. Head over there. I will have all the links to Minnie Totten. And also too, if you have not joined our free Facebook community, you are missing out. I will have all the links for Mindy's stuff in there as well. But there's a ton of great conversations about every episode of the podcast. And I'm doing um, challenges all the time in there that are free for you to grow your business, to fill your appointment books. Because again, clients are the oxygen to a business y'all. If you have no clients, you have no business. You need clients in the door. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You know, it's great if your mama wants you to rub her so long as she's paying you. So I'm just saying y'all get paid. Anyway, Mindy, I've got one more thing to ask. I ask every guest on the show to come in and what is making you feel wealthy today? I have two things, Ramona. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Do you have time for two things? We have time for two things. I was thinking about this question. And the first thing that came to mind immediately is wealth to me means being able to make decisions and being able to have choices. And just about a year ago, my husband and I, we sold or gave away, gave most of it away, about 95% of our stuff. And we downsized to a 700 square foot place right on the beach. And that decision has been such a wonderful decision, even though we have almost no stuff and we are living in very tight quarters. It has just been such a wealth of joy for us, if you will. And so I was thinking, that's what I was going to tell you. And then I thought about something that's even more practical. About a month ago, our dog, George, the wonder dog, um, got really sick and it was unexpected. He had, um, he had bloat and 
I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. It's some, it sounds like I'm, I'm like, I have bloat every day. What's that? You know, but <laughs> it with dogs, their stomachs can twist really quickly and it can be life-threatening. So oh anyway, yeah. So we took him to the vet and I fully expected the vet to say, he's fine. Just, you know, come back tomorrow. No problem. Instead, she said, you've got to get to the emergency vet in Wilmington now drive as fast as you possibly can. And I was like, wow. So off we went, he spent the night in this emergency um, vet place, but before they would take him, we had to sign something that said, we understand that this is going to cost X amount. In this case, it was between three and $5,000. You understand, and you are capable of paying that. And it occurred to me that I am in a place in my life where I would consider that I have wealth because I'm able to make the choice without batting an eyelash. Yes, I can do that. I can do this for my dog or, you know, for a child or for what, you know, a parent, whatever it is without having to stop and say, oh, can I, would I have to move things around? But like knowing that there's a cushion there that can allow you to be there for the people, or in this case, the animals that you love. And it was a really, really big lesson for me because I am, I'm kind of the queen of minimalism and we don't need that much and da, da, da. But there is something really empowering about having, in this case, we'll call it wealth. You know, it's not a gazillion dollars, but having that sense of security that you can be there and take care of people or animals that you love. A freaking men, Mindy. Um, I will tell you, it's it's interesting. I spent last week in my house, not in my day spot, because uh, you know we're recording this in February. Uh, people know I record these early, and um, we had just come off a very big Valentine's Day here, as big as it can be for COVID. And I said, you know what? They don't need my energy in the office this week. I'm going to take the week off, and and so I, I decluttered my house. And it's amazing. As I was decluttering my house, um, boons of wealth were coming in. It, it's amazing mm. when you clear your space. Yeah. And and I and I gotta tell you, spotpreneurs, look around your office. This is my biggest tip of the day. Look around your office and ask yourself, do I really need this? You do not need the reflexology charts on your wall. You no. really don't. You I totally really agree, don't. Ramona. I totally agree. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the skeletal system posters. You don't need those. You don't need those. I'm telling you, get rid of them. Your clients don't care. And even you're like, well, clients ask about all the time. They're not supposed to be asking about that. They're supposed to be chilling out and letting you fix their body. Come on. <sighs> I just, that story gave me goosebumps. It's such a wonderful thing because it's true. When you have the financial security, and it doesn't mean you have Jeff Bezos money. We're not talking about that. But you had the financial security to take care of a member of your family. How is the puppy right now? Because everybody's going to want to know. Oh, he's great. And so he was able to come home the next day and and it didn't even cost as much as they said it was going to cost because he didn't have to have the surgery, blah, blah, blah. But it was, you know, it it made me recognize, you know, well, gosh, what if they had said 30 to 50,000 or what if they had said 300 to 500,000, you know, because 3,000 to $5,000, that's what it is for some families. I mean, it's yeah. like saying it's $300,000 or something, you know, and I, that's what it was for me when I was growing up, you know, as a child, we were very insecure with money. So being able to have that security and being able to take care of George, the wonder dog, and he's doing great now. Um, it was weird. They did this ultrasound thing. So they shaved his belly. So he looked like this, like punk rock, George, for a while. <laughs> punk rock, but, George. Yeah, but he's doing great. 
Awesome. Well, that gives me comfort of mind. And what a great way to end this podcast. Again, her name is Minnie Totten. It's amazing. I love her very much. I'm super excited to introduce you. Spapanoors, do not make this the last time you hear her. She is wise and wonderful. And again, I don't allow shitty people on my podcast. So, you know, especially other business coaches, because if I'm going to refer you to somebody, she better be my level of good. She's my level of good y'all. Anyway, that's it for now. I will talk to y'all next week. Thank you so much, Minnie, for being on the show. Thank you, Ramona. It's great to be here. Thank you. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to spapreneur.com where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to make your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com.